to What's Your Jersey Podcast. I am your host, Jacqueline Marfuji. Thank you for returning meatballs. If you're a first-time listener, I call my listeners meatballs. So ciao, ciao bellas, um, or whatever boys are in Italian. I don't know. <laughs> oh, guys, I have such a powerful episode. You're probably going to laugh a lot cry, think about life and the meaning of it, and do a lot of meditation after listening to this. But before I get to my my fabulous guest, the host of Adderall and Compliments, Annabelle DeSisto, I thought it would be it would be fun. We haven't really talked sports that in depthly. Um and we also haven't had the main squeeze on the podcast uh in a in a hot minute. So one of the hosts of the unsolicited podcast, uh, Tommy Caprio, welcome to talk sports with us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm a little bit uh, surprised, though. I thought we were talking dancing with the stars. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. I better do some research. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening to this, you know that we talk just enough sports. So don't worry. We're going to compare our fantasy football drafts and what's happened in the NFL so far to Dancing with the Stars and the Real Housewives so everyone can understand it. Right? Me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's do it. Do you miss me? I just I just need to know. So Tommy and I have been doing like a week on and a week off, I feel like, while we've been quarantining in New Jersey. Um, has anyone left a spray tan stain on your parents' couch? Since no, everything before? seems to be nice and clean and white still. Uh, <laughs> my folks did ask about you. They said they miss you. They said there wasn't enough dancing on the uh, on the third floor for them. They feel like on the way too quiet around here. <laughs> Guys, you haven't made it to relationship goals until you leave spray tan stains and fake eyelashes in your boyfriend's parents' couch. Well, they end up on the bottom of my sister's foot at one point. <laughs> I thought she, I thought she stepped on a caterpillar, but it turned out to be eyelashes. <laughs> no, just a part of my charm. Just want to make sure everyone remembers me. Yep, that's what she does. Yeah. All right, let's talk. Let's talk. What are we talking about here? Oh, Dancing okay. with the stars? Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> I'm coming at you. I am in my dad's closet right now because that's where the best acoustics are. Where are oh, wow. you? Oh, I'm in a nice big open air room on the third floor. Who needs to be in a closet? Cool. I mean, no one. No one should be in the closet, but I am right now for your listening pleasure. Um, so this past week, uh, the NFL started. Actually, Tommy helped me. I feel like I got bullied into joining a comedy, like comedian fantasy football league where I paid like $50 to join. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I need to feel connected to people. And I, I feel like if I don't do fantasy, I don't pay attention to football half as much because A, I'm a Giants fan and that's been rough the past few years and be like, I just don't care about any of the other like teams. So I like miss out on half the season. So I was like, that's it. I'm getting in the game. But you're not, you're not alone in that though, Jackie. I feel like if it wasn't for fantasy, like fantasy has been huge for football in general. And that's why the NFL even pushes it on people because 
back in the day, or as you know, like if you, you get your local market team and that's it. You knew what the Giants or the Jets were doing when we grew up and you didn't care what anyone else did. And it wasn't a big deal. Now people flock to bars and restaurants or buy two or three TVs to put up so they can see if they're another guy or watch a game that they wouldn't care about between the Bengals and the Browns of Ohio just to see if they're someone on their team scored a touchdown. So it's actually made the sport much more popular than ever before. So you're not I feel alone like there. my my inner intuition has gotten better. I told my dad and my brother to definitely bet on the Browns yesterday and they were like, absolutely not. And I said, no, Baker Mayfield's gonna do it. Odell, it's gonna happen. And guess who won? Yeah, good job. Browns killed the Bengals for the first game of week two. But we're not at week two yet. Let's go back <laughs> to week one. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I want to go through our, the draft, first of all. Tell, tell the meatballs, for anyone that like is confused or like intimidated by doing a fantasy football draft, tell them how easy it is. Because I had more anxiety about my fantasy football draft than I had performing in front of thousands of people at the New Jersey Peck. Yeah, actually, she ruined my day because of this draft. Like, I could tell that she was nervous about all day. And then she kept like, we have to get home. I need to be back there. I'm like, relax. It's not a big deal. And then she's like, no, you don't understand. There's going to be a lot of people. This is the draft. What do I do? You know, I'm like, ruin my day. So <laughs> don't ruin someone's day. It's very easy to do. And if you don't know what you're doing, you turn your computer on and you hit a button that says auto draft and the computer does all the work for you. But Jackie had a philosophy that she went by was, to try and draft the cutest team in the league. Stack it with studs. Stack That's it what with I studs. So, <laughs> you know, I helped her. It was her team, not mine. I, 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 so I, you know, clicked on all the handsome guys that I could, that I, that I thought were handsome. And I guess she agreed. Looks like oh we, my God. I'm glad we have the same I, taste in athletes. I know. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because I, I was picked 10th. Is that what you say? I, I had I, the 10th round draft pick yeah and I pick in the room yeah I somehow got Patrick Mahomes who plays for the Chiefs who is like the best quarterback in the league right now so after Tommy secured him I was like just stack it with studs I don't care I will be more invested in this whole football season if I just have Gronkowski I Garoppolo and now guess who I just I just got I'm very excited about this. Wait, you did this on uh, your own? I did this on my own. I just I just got uh, drafted Danny Amendola. So oh, I got nice. like, the trifecta. Basically all of Olivia Coppola's ex-boyfriends. Yeah. That's you tried to get you tried to get Edelman, Kelsey, <laughs> who else yeah. you tried to get all the handsome guys. Oh, I or, couldn't get Kelsey. There's a lot so of handsome guys. That upset me a lot, I'm not gonna lie. But, but you have a good team, but honestly you got you got uh, Pat Mahomes early because you decided to um you stay away from the traditional drafting order, which would take a running back first. So let's yeah. just be, let's call, you know, let's be truthful here. You don't, you have poor running backs, but you have the best, oh, yeah. best quarterback and some decent receivers and a lot of handsome guys. So, you know, it, it's, it's fun for you. That's all that matters. <laughs> I think I'm just going to post like on my Instagram with this um, podcast, just like a picture of all the studs. Like I'm just going to keep doing that for everyone's viewing pleasure. There you go. But you did lose. I did. And I'm very mad. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't feel good. I said, don't do what I did. It's not fun. They draft ugly. Draft ugly. You'll win every time. 
I know. This is like the most superficial thing. I it's honestly though, like I felt like they were solid and they were good. Like I feel like to compare like drafting all the studs, it's like I it's in theory you feel like it would be fun to watch and good, but like I don't know. Like if you had all the real housewives that like are really hot in the same cast that may not be as funny and may not be as dramatic. Like it kind of would be boring to watch after like one episode, you know? Yeah. But I also feel like you, you draft, um, you know, you have to make, you also have to hold your own values in the place. For example, if you really don't like the Eagles, which most people don't, you don't want to draft any of them, even if they're the best player in the league, because you can't, you know, as a person from North Jersey, you can't sit there and clap and cheer for an Eagle. You know, because yeah. that's that's what that's what a lot of purists in football or in Jersey Housewives <laughs> uh, say <laughs> is that you don't want to, uh, you know, step on your own morals and values to root for somebody you never would root for. Uh, and that's what kind of makes it weird. Just like I was rooting for Carol Baskin and Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> you were not. <laughs> no, I wanted I wanted her to fall on her face because I think the damn Carol Baskin killed her husband. But. <laughs> it looks like America wants to keep the train like so good train wreck, obviously. So they'll probably keep her around for a little longer. Did you see the commercial that her family paid for to basically like get her kicked off that they played like during the telecast? Well, they they said that she killed her husband. Yeah. Yeah. Even her own family knows she killed him. So here we are in America letting the killer dance around. We really should have a have one in prison. There'd be a good pris- dancing with the prisoners, with all the people, all the famous people who are now in prison doing dance oh routines. God. Brilliant yeah, idea. I, mean, I hope everything about Jerry from Cheer. I hope that's not true. But Monica, his coach, who's on Dance with the Stars, she released something just saying she's just heartbroken and devastated and all that. But he would be, you know, a really good contestant in prison if that's where he's going to be, which what is did terrible. Jerry do? What did Jerry from Cheer do? I don't know exactly. I know that he was arrested, I think, yesterday on oh, child Jerry, pornography. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. We all love you. We're rooting for you. I hope yeah. this isn't true. You made yourself famous from a from a reality show on Netflix, and you blew it. You blew I it. Know. Yeah, you could have had a line of clothing. You could have been the next Kardashian. Oh, it upsets me so much. I, I, I can't now. I can't talk about football. Now I can't do it. Now you're done. I'm done. Well, I hope Jerry's okay, and I hope all of that is a misunderstanding. But we will find out. I don't know. I want to know. So you watch with your parents. I want to know. Who you what, actually football, or are we going to go right to Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> um, well, okay. Is there anything else we missed about football? Yeah, everything. Um, yeah. But you know what? Dancing with the Stars went up head-to-head against Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and they lost by a couple hundred million people, but it was still uh, something nice to change your channel to if you weren't interested in the game. Um, yeah, I so who did I watch dance? I thought Nelly was great. I thought he was my favorite. Now, yeah, Nelly was great. I thought, um, and I'm not a Dancing with the Stars guy. Don't get me wrong, and I only switched it over every once in a while. But the yeah. few that I did see, I thought, I thought, um, I'm I'm an old Knicks fan from the from the late '90s, uh, and so it, it pained me to watch uh, Charles Oakley dance the way he did at six seven and about fifty something years old. He looked like someone was dancing with a, a four by four stick or a board. 
and, and that was sad to see. But I thought AJ was fine. I thought uh, I th- here's the thing we both discussed. I think Bobby, you know, uh, Johnny Weir. Sorry, Johnny Weir yeah. was fantastic. But I don't like the idea of someone who does something that you may even have to be more uh, agile for than dancing to be dancing. It almost feels yeah. like he's cheating. He dances on ice and on skates. So dancing on a hard uh, on a ballroom floor would seem easy for some guy like that, you know? Yeah, no, that's too like close to home for me with him. Like I'm just not into it. I I he's already good at performing and moving his body at the same time. I mean, he's great whatever, but I wasn't like I don't know. I wasn't entranced by him. Like I I was more excited to see <sighs> who else was really good. Um the TV star, I forget her name. Oh my god, I forget what she danced to. She was so good. Uh, she was towards the end. Um, I can't. A, t- a TV star on Dancing with the Stars. Great, I know. I know. great, re- great, great research. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> well, you know, in, in your defense, we're supposed to be talking about football right now. I know. I'm prepared <laughs> with all my football things, and now, woo, woo. All right, let me give you a quick football update. Cowboys lost. That's a painful one. The Seahawks are really, really good. The Bengals have themselves a franchise quarterback in Joe Burrows, clearly, even though they haven't won yet. He's going to be great. The Browns are stuck with Mayfield, but, you know, he can have a good day or a bad day, but I don't think he's the real deal. Uh, The Chiefs are really, really good. They'll probably go back to Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady looks weird in a Tampa Bay uniform to me. Uh, but Gronk and Gronk did nothing and, and it's going to be a long season. I think he's, he took for granted how good his coach and everybody was in new England around him. No, no uh, I'm mad. Yeah. So now it might not be, uh, as easy as a run, especially since he doesn't move as good at his age. Um, there's some really other good teams that, uh, there's some that, you know, it's going to be an interesting, uh, like green Bay is really good. Um, a lot of teams are still too early to tell, but you can. There are some other teams that you clearly can see are head and tails, uh, heads above others, uh, right out of the gate. So, um, I think the Cowboys can bounce back as a Cowboy fan, but they had brutal injuries all week, and uh, it's going to be a long season for everybody. It's weird, I'm sure, with no fans there. Although I would say that watching on TV, and you can probably, you know, um, mirror me on this thought, is that. Uh, it didn't sound as bad. I mean, it, it, like for a TV experience, you don't really think it's odd. But I imagine that if you're in that stadium and it's like you can just hear the coaches on the well, other side. No, I feel like literally my entire childhood during the fall, that just sound of the game was in the background. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, oh, okay, like I'm home again. Like it, it felt good. Like I am very grateful they're pumping in sound of like a fake audience. Yeah. And just how about like now that we're here, because we're not normally here in the fall, we usually do a summer break and then we go back to L.A. It, I, I walked out yesterday, the other day, and it had this like cool, brisk kind of fall air and this like cut lawn smell in the air. And it just smelled like football. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? There's like some it's, like, it's like somewhere in the distance, someone's burning a wood stove. You know, yeah, uh, yeah I, I loved it. I, I missed it. I definitely. Um, and it feels like fall, although. It's a little colder every day, and I'm starting to say to myself, all right, (laughs) that's enough for that. I know. It's okay. And there's all new shows coming out. So I watched the um, 
Annabelle and I talk a lot. We play a really fun game at the end that you guys should definitely listen to. Even if you don't listen to the whole podcast, I would definitely fast forward to the end because it's really funny. We play um, Kardashian clutter and I tell her a bunch of quotes and she has to like guess and tell stories about each quote. Um, So the Kardashians announced that they're ending. It's done 20th season, whatever. And it's definitely time for them to end. I was sad when I saw it. And then I watched the first episode last night and they are, they've jumped the shark. They're repeating storylines. Like it's like, okay. Like I feel like it is time to just take a breath and just that's it. We're done. I think, I think, uh, and that's the case with a lot of things. I think COVID, the shutdown of Hollywood, the shutdown of everything, the restart of stuff was a, a good place for a lot of people to call it quits or get a fresh start on a lot of things. We need to reevaluate our entertainment, reevaluate. Uh, and append- if you have not seen it yet, social uh, the social dilemma on Netflix, that could be a whole episode in itself. But uh, reevalu- re- reevaluate your social media usage. Um, oh I have no idea what's going on with TikTok now. And, and, uh, so and, and, we, and WeChat. And I think a lot of, if you see this documentary, things will change for you. I even noticed some of my behavior on my social media about what I was deleting and what I was keeping around and realizing how things were happening for me. And now it makes a lot more sense. I feel like I've been on my phone more since I saw it. Like I'm almost trying to be like, yeah, right. Like I've, I'll raise you one. And especially like seeing everyone post, like I'm cutting off social media. Like that's it for me. I almost, um, it's like people saying they're going to move out of LA and they have to like post like this, like 14 paragraph, like goodbye to LA thing. I'm like, just go like, don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of social media in the, in the world that we work. It's too important. I just think that it's important for you to realize that your feeds are not the same as other people's feeds, that you are being given certain things to see and that they are playing uh, with, you know, you know, some people don't care. I mean, I don't really care. Yeah. Give me the ads for the things that I like, but don't <laughs> sh- I also would like to see, uh, everybody's feed and not just the same people have the same vision and the same opinion about everything as I do. And that's, yeah. uh, and so that's, you know, it's a really great piece. It, it has a little bit of a story that helps you understand how you can be easily, um, radical, radicalized. And, you know, I think the two worst things in America that we, that ever were invented were the 24 hour news and the like button. Uh, because I feel like the like button really does uh, val- help people want people to be validated about things they shouldn't be. And I think 24 hours of news is pointless because you only need about one to two hours and then you have to fill the rest of it with a bunch of junk that no one needs to know. So um, I mean, I even I worked out today at this football field with my brother and he's like very big into not being on your phone. And for an hour straight, I wasn't looking at my phone and I was clocking the fact that I kept wanting to. Cause I had posted something maybe like an hour prior and I wanted to see there was comments and likes. And I was like, wow, like Jacqueline. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all, yeah, adi- we're all addicted to something and you could be addicted to, to email and maybe it's yeah. a good opportunity. And I'm not saying you should quit things or do things, but as long as you are uh, aware of them. And I think that's what the, yeah. the, the documentary helps you do is realize, wow, I, I, I am addicted to my phone or wow, I do put too much value in, in what people like or what, what I'm posting. Um, and maybe you yeah. have to put value into it because it's part of your job. But yeah. uh, as long as you recognize, I think that and we went way off subject. So uh, week one. Well, no, I also, <laughs> guys, what Annabelle and I talk about. So you guys, if you've listened to my podcast or Annabelle's podcast, it's always like very light and about like pop culture and stuff. So this week she gets she, she gets very deep into 
talking about like Abraham Hicks and we talk about, honestly, it's suicide prevention month. So we go into just all the different things she does because she's turned her life around in the past few months and just become much happier. So she talks about, you know, accountability and mantras she uses, and she's very into morning affirmations and morning pages. And it's something that has replaced her scrolling on social media all morning. Like the second she wakes up, I've been noticing I've been doing that a lot lately and it needs to stop. And I, I listened to the morning affirmations and it made me feel better and it made me feel more focused and more like confident in my day. So we definitely get into all of that stuff. So I hope this episode coming up actually helps a lot of people who might be struggling right now. Are you you're still gonna, there? I'm, gonna, I'm here. You're just going to make, I'm just, gonna, I was just thinking about good ideas. You're going to have to keep your phone in the other room at night. Yes. I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. I um yeah and also we we dive into toxic positivity which is something that like you don't realize that's also happening on social media um where a lot of people are saying like good vibes only hustle harder no excuses and it's like no like there's a lot of gray area in there and it shouldn't just be so black and white with everything especially with how the world is and everything that's going on right now. So yeah, you guys should listen. Um, Tommy, is there anything else we need to talk about football wise? Or do you think, do you think we're prepared? I think, for- I think yeah, you seem prepared to me. Vote ugly. I mean, uh, draft ugly and win big or, or draft handsome and news. Yeah, no? exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, and I'm glad to see football back. I, I think the way they've, they've handled some of the protesting is, you know, classy and not too overbearing uh, for some people. Um, yeah. But it's just nice to have sport and to feel a little bit normal um, on a Sunday. Uh, in America, we are big with football. We know that. And so it's nice to have it. And, I, you know, hopefully we're getting closer to, you know, being getting back to a normal life. Yeah. No, I agree. And, uh, guys, again, thank you for listening. Please, please, please rate, review, subscribe and share with your friends because that's the best way to find out about a podcast. Also, if you want to take my Plyo Jam classes, just go to my Instagram and all the information is there at Jacqueline Marfuji and everything we talk about, especially with Annabelle, everything will be in the notes, all the links and suicide prevention hotline, just everything will be there. So guys, Tommy, tell the meatballs where they can find your stuff at. Oh, just follow me, uh, follow me at Tommy Capper on Twitter or uh, at Walking with Tommy on Instagram. And uh, I guess I'm just, you know, the Unsolicited Podcast. Check it out. We'll have to have you back on. You're golfing with um, my brother, my cousin, and my dad tomorrow. So we'll need to hear all the oh, stories I'm all, about Trust me, I'm nervous. I got it. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Well, Main Squeeze, thanks for being on here. And without further ado, the fabulous Annabelle DeSisto. All right, guys. (laughs) I have finger choreography coming at me right now through the Zoom, which, you know, speaks so dearly to me. It's like you're doing Fosse already. Um, I'm so excited. We've already been talking for an hour. Uh, I wish we recorded that conversation. Maybe, maybe that'll be a bonus episode later. Um, my Italian sister from another Mista is here. I should call it a Misto to rhyme with your last name. Um, Annabelle DeSisto, welcome back to What's Your Jersey Podcast. Yay! 
you're here. I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, you're not really here. You're you're way down south. <laughs> but you're I'm way down south. I'm in a much more hopping place than New Jersey. I'm in the city that never sleeps of Aiken, South Carolina. <laughs> not to brag, but we did just get our first Taco Bell in town. So <laughs> things are going <laughs> pretty fast here. I mean, I have a bone to pick with Taco Bell. They took Mexican pizza off the menu, and I am very upset about this. <laughs> this is, that ruined my week. <laughs> first of all, Taco Bell, how dare you? I never, I would have never known that. I get the same, I ordered the same meal since like forever. I order a bean burrito. I mean, I like to stay on brand with how much I love pizza. So it was the only Italian thing they had on their menu. Um, Wow. You are, you are brand, you are loyal brand content. (laughs) I hate crime towards me. (laughs) It's Taco Bell telling me I need to lock it up. You are fat woman. No, you are so (laughs) at brand, so on message. And I'm talking when I'm like, I get a bean burrito. When I say a bean burrito, I get Last time I got eight bean burritos. Eight. Eight bean burritos. That's a good, nice, even number. I appreciate that. Exactly. I don't want to go, you can't go an odd number. No, seven bean burritos. That's That would be ridiculous. That'd be, that's not healthy to do only seven. No, God. Your body needs so many calories to live off of. And, you know, seven, that's just to eat the opium. That's scary. That's Nicole (laughs) Richie and Lindsay Lohan, you know, a la 05. Not about that life. <laughs> Rachel Zoe was allegedly giving horse horse pills to everyone. <laughs> Weekly and Star Magazine were saying that Rachel Zoe was giving like horse tranquilizers. I mean, I just made me mad because she wasn't giving them to me, to be honest. <laughs> to all of her clients. And I'm like, oh my God. Wow. I just look around at our like all of like the vet stuff and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the worst that could happen if literally am not fitting into my clothes right now like I I don't know about you but I've been obsessed and it's terrible because I've probably sold my soul to like China I've been obsessed with the reface <laughs> app just putting my face on like every celebrity and today because Annabelle and I are going to talk about the Kardashians um I was like, that's so weird. There isn't like a Kim Kardashian one. And of course I open it, I scroll down and it's, you could put your face on her trying to squeeze into that latex suit thing that was <laughs> on. And I was like, I've never felt more like relatable to Kim Kardashian. Like that's me every day trying to put clothes on. Didn't you have a latex outfit in LA? Um, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I broke it at one point. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's insane. I, and it sucks because I've always been told like you shouldn't go up a size. Like you should, because then like, that means like it's time to lock it up. Like you should never buy jeans bigger than the size that you are. And I think that's total bullshit. And that means, who, who is saying that? I don't know. Probably some crazy therapist I had in the early 2000s. Okay, what Karen Carpenter is saying that of like, I know. So I've been doing that, but like, I need, I really need to go upside. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I think you are absolutely insane. Number one, for thinking that you look not as amazing as you do, because as we've seen from your plyo jam videos and your Instagram, 
you are right and tight as always, but you are one of the few people you have ideal quarantine body. Like you, normally, like <laughs> my if I had a Pinterest body, like quarantine body, yours would normally like that's not the norm of what quarantine bodies are. Like you are, your body is like living and thriving. You look amazing in all your Plyo Jam videos, but it's like. I think you're, I think you're crazy because you are somebody who is actually wearing, you're wearing real clothes. Like you're wearing clothes with buttons. And so it's like, I don't know if you're crazy or you're a hero. I think you're incredibly brave. I think you are, deserve a purple heart. You're wearing buttons and zippers. I know that's the, I think the problem is that I made the epic mistake of only bringing home bodysuits and like jeans. Like that's like not a good combo during quarantine puff season. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, the closest I'm going to get was like, didn't they have like those pillow jeans they were selling at Bed Bath & Beyond for a while? <laughs> like, I need those in my life. Um, the only for I have touched is since quarantine started and I've been here since March. The only um, zipper that's been on my body has been the zipper of my duvet cover. And that's really, I think, the only zipper that I'm going to be touching for for a while. I'm proud of you. Um, Annabelle was touching pool noodles and playing with today. <laughs> she sent me a pool noodle video. Can you please explain that to the meatballs? <laughs> okay, so it's not just that I'm like Ramona and am a very poor swimmer, which I am, because if that's why Ramona Singer always needs a pool noodle on Real Housewives in New York when she's in the pool because she can't swim. So she's that. So she's always like going like a frog on the fucking pool noodle. I need my noodle. Um, I have been <laughs> working with the horses and I'm desensitizing them. So we're kind of doing a like horse obstacle, horse obstacle course type of thing, like, uh, training they do for like mounted police units. It's basically just desensitizing your horse to stuff. Like, and I decided to get a bunch of pool noodles because uh-huh. they, they were cheap. And they're easy to move around. And I saw something on Pinterest. I'm like, I bet I can make that. And, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I did overestimate my talents. Uh-huh. They had like a pool noodle kind of car wash, like a pool noodle thing that you would ride your horse through. So the pool noodles were on top of you. And I was like, oh, um, that's not going to work. So right now it's just me holding the pool noodles on either side, like tentacles. And I just move my hands up and down. <laughs> How people do it CrossFit with really heavy ropes. I'm just doing it with pool noodles. I really mad. That wasn't the video I was sent. Um, um, so yeah, um, Jacqueline only got to see me do a very impressive one noodle. I was doing an, I was pulling a one noodle and filming myself with the other hand. So I was like, this is what I'm doing, Jacqueline. <laughs> and I didn't realize that for non-horse people, it would look even lamer and crazier of like, just Annabelle's just waving around a pool noodle on a horse. Like she said, she, this was, this is even less busy than she was in LA when she was just sitting in her apartment right now. She's just now just waving a pool noodle at, a, at an animal. Fine. And I've been waving them at children all summer. It's okay. It's all Not good. With no context. I just said to Jacqueline, just this pool noodle. Me fingering a horse basically with this pool noodle all over. Um, but yeah, it's it's all it's all part of the training, Jacqueline. It's all part of the it's all part of the vision. 
It's all good. I actually, I just listened to, it was a Whitney Cummings and Nikki Glaser podcast. And Whitney was talking about working with horses and how horses can sense, like, uh, I think it was, a disingenuous energy or they can tell like when you're being like fake and they can like pick up on like certain like human traits and emotions. And I'm totally probably quoting this wrong, but I think it's around the lines of what I'm saying is that like it forces her to like be true and be authentic and not try not to like have fear. Like, do you, I love, um, I love looking at Whitney Cummings Instagram with her horse. I was like actually just in Instagram stalking her and her, her, her and her horse few days ago and like going like deep deep into it her and Beth Bear is from two broke girls are like horse besties with each other um but yeah they are super super sensitive and also you're working with at least like a 900 pound animal unless when I'm touching Zippy our little Sicilian donkey who's (laughs) (laughs) like who's like belly button high Um, and even he is like very, very sensitive, but it's like, you're working with like a 900 pound animal who you have to be totally aware of, like 100% like present Yeah, because if you're not paying attention, they will just like, I mean, cause literally just walk on top of you Yeah, and do other things. But it's really, it's really gotten me more involved, less on my phone. This is the least I've been on social media and my phone ever. Like I was more, I was on my phone more when I had a Nokia and was playing snake. Like I was playing snake more in like eighth grade than I am with like my iPhone now. Like it's very odd. I guess it's very good, but it's, it's, it's been so weird to be present. I'm like, Oh, this is what's happening around. This is, this is what fresh air is. It's very, yeah. It's like, I (laughs) don't I, <laughs> I it's, that's what it's like to me because Jacqueline you know I am an indoor kid you are <laughs> no and I I'm like so proud of you and one of the main reasons why I wanted to have Annabelle on today is to talk about kind of stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing things that you know make you happy and keep you off your phone um it's so funny you brought up being present um, and being off your phone. Cause I literally, I went on a walk right before we podcasted and I was listening to the Marie Florio podcast and she had Sherry Riley who just wrote a book called exponential living. Stop spending a hundred percent of your time on 10% of who you are. And the, Whoa. right. She used to be that's the title of the book. That's the title of the book. I definitely that's recommend. Really, that's really good. I'm going to write it. Oh my God. I'm writing that down. That's like, Ooh, a lot. Even just the title, I'm like, Ooh. My, <laughs> my mind is all over. And it resonated so hard with me because I'm constantly making to-do lists and I'm constantly on my phone feeling like I'm doing work and reaching out for people. And really, I'm just trying to make like Instagram posts and like trying to like get my stuff out there. Anyway, they talked so much about everything you just said. And it is so important to be present in the moment. And I took some notes. I want to, and this isn't sponsored. Like no one's telling me to say this, but I just wanted to share it with you and the meatballs because no, a lot of so it. important. And just even that title, I'm like, oh, wow. That is like, I'm very excited. I have my, I'm my, my, yeah. no better than my Lily Pulitzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how, you know, I'm in the South. I have a Lily Pulitzer. No, oh, wow. 
you've changed. Um, <laughs> you went from Dash to Lily Pulitzer. Jeez. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but the thing is, I feel like toxic positivity is like shoved down our throats, like good vibes only, hustle harder, no excuses. When I feel like right now, and they talk a lot about this, is that like you have to find peace. And this Sherry lady, she um, had a huge job with like Usher and at the face records and was like marketing director for like this huge record label and killing it. And she just quit everything cold turkey because she was like, I got everything I wanted and I'm fucking miserable. And it was crazy. She quit the day she like closed on her house. Like she quit when like she started getting like home payments and a mortgage and like just like dropped everything to become like an entrepreneur. And I haven't read the book yet, but the few things I wrote down, she, she preaches peace, clarity, and courage. And they talk a lot about listening to that inner voice, which like I'm having so many issues with right now. And I feel like that's what you've done where you kind of have put your phone down and like just started doing things that are good for you and make you feel good. And one of the things they said is peace is the anchor to fully enjoy all the things that you actually work so hard for. And you have to own your value, own your greatness and choose and prioritize what makes you feel like inner peace. And nothing is going to give you that. Not like the people around you, the people you love, your work, your job. It's like all on you. And I feel like all of this, and there's so much more in that podcast and I'm sure in the book, but I feel like you've really been like doing the work yourself. And I wanted you to tell the meatballs about like your little evolution over the past few months. Um, first off, that's so smart. What you just said, not, I don't mean like my part, but it's like what you were saying about, you have to like work on yourself and it's saving yourself and you can't get it from anyone else or your job. And like, wow, how you described that book is amazing you need you should write to her and been like I know you're out of like the music like business game but you should hire me as your publicist you are (laughs) you're a great PR person Jacqueline Um, I think that's so so on point and I feel so badly saying this because obviously this time is so horrible for so many people with like like all the deaths and like the like jobs that are like people have lost so it's like I I feel like an asshole saying this like when I'm just like I I've done really well in quarantine I this is the best I've been in a really long time and I feel almost like guilty saying that but it's just because I had my own self-quarantine like a year before where I wasn't leaving my house and that was like before there was a global plague happening so it's this is when I finally come out of like my super super dark place Unfortunately, right as I was like, you know, Diana Ross was like, I'm coming out. And then it's like, everyone was like, stay in your house. Everyone, everyone is evacuating the promises. So I was like, okay. So then I came here to Aiken to like quarantine with my parents. Um, and my suitcase was packed for two weeks. So I thought I was going to, I thought I'm still going to be able to go on my like birthday trip to Mexico. Yeah. Um, and that's like all I packed. Um, and I did bring my cats just like in case. Um, and thank God I did, but I have been better now. This is the best I've been in probably like two years and happiest I've been. And normally I'm happiest when my weight is the lowest. And I know that may sound shallow, but I think for a lot of people, especially women, like they'll understand like our happiness level also equates to like how we're feeling with our body and like the number on the scale. And that's 
not true with my body like right now at all like I'm the biggest I've been in a really long time but it's also the happiest I've been because yeah. I'm doing stuff I have not done in so long I've spent more time outside in the past three months than I have I've lived in LA this will this October will be 11 years and I've spent more time outside in the last in like the last few months than I have that entire time yeah and I can't believe like what a difference it's made and trying something new. I've gone back to like working with the horses, which I know is like also very like, you know, like niche and like privileged thing that I like get to do. Um, but going out and trying something that I haven't done in a really long time that I used to love as a kid and that I haven't done in forever. Cause I hadn't like, I hadn't ridden a horse in 16 years. Like, and I certainly didn't plan on getting back into horses during this. I just like one day I was like, Oh, I want to try that. Like, instead of just, I've been sitting watching like TV and just being on my phone and depressed and just in my head as like everyone is during quarantine. But I was still just like for hours, like hours with an S on it, thinking of just past mistakes that I've made that I obviously can't go back and fix from like years ago, people who aren't in my life anymore. I've just and still fixating on that, like, years later. Yeah. When, it's like, this is what I'm spending quarantine doing. Like, which, you know, it's... So I just decided to go out one day and how much it helped. And it's, like, every day I thought about my obsessions less. Like, each each day, like, the number went down. Yeah. And now it's, like, I think this quarantine has really helped me realize a lot of the stuff I'm spending energy on doesn't matter. Like when you think about the people who you have, like, on how you feel like that you have resentment towards or like that you, like, you don't feel closure from that person or you're like, oh, that person owes me an apology. Like, I can't believe this happened. I wonder, it's like, if this was the, like, last week on earth, like, are you really going to be like, I want to talk to Samantha about why she unfollowed me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave this planet, you know, until I get that answer. She owes me something, you know? And it's like realizing if this is somebody who like hasn't checked in on you in quarantine, who hasn't been important to you that you've reached out to, yeah. it's like, why are you letting this person or this past job or whatever still like consume so much of like the space in your head in like a negative way. And it's like, I never thought that I would be going days without thinking or going like till the end of the day of thinking of something that like, had made me so upset for so long when like that used to be the first thing I thought about when I woke up. Yeah. Like subconsciously (laughs) and to be like, when I'm like, it was like five o'clock and I'm like, Oh my God, I hadn't even thought of like, I haven't even thought of that today. And just being like being busy and being involved in something new and something that you enjoy. And it doesn't have to be something that you're good at. Just anything that's new that you want to try it's like, this is the time to, like, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Like, I started playing you know, golf. And- oh, my God. Oh, how do you love it? Oh, I just, yeah, see, that's something I've always wanted to do. Oh, my gosh. You should do it. You should take RJ and Nancy and make them play golf with you. And it's not, like, I mean, I'm not a member at a country club. My dad is, and there's certain people in my life that are, so I've been lucky enough to go play there. But there's 
public courses everywhere. You can rent clubs. You can just go to the driving range. But that is definitely an activity that has kept me off my phone because, like, you're really not supposed to be on your phone and you're on the course for, like, two to, like, four hours, depending on how many holes you play. And it's so funny because it is very similar with that same kind of, like, rush you get with stand-up where you suck for a lot of it and then you get, like, one really good putt or, like, one really good drive and you're like, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh my God, oh, and you're like hitting your arm like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. Oh, I like that. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's very healthy, but. It's very, it's super freeing. I feel like I've been almost at camp or that I've been on a vacation when I told my mom, I'm like, oh my God, this is the least I've spent on line because my Facebook community for my, for my podcast is, is still, the, still one of the most important things to me and like the yeah. thing I do when I am online. But it's like, I used to be on Facebook and just on social media, like literally all day when people would say like, oh my God, I, my iPhone told me I was on, you know, on it for five hours. And I was just like, I told you like literally one day I was, I spent 18 hours. I spent 18 hours on scroll. I was like, ew, oh boy. Like, <laughs> hey, so when people were like, oh my God, I know it's so bad. I had five hours one day, but I was, you know, really depressed and bored. I was like, five hours that's like oof. <laughs> like and it's not like when you go back and think about life you're gonna be really like you don't want to think oh I spent an entire day on my phone like that sucks you exactly know? and I'm not reaching out to anyone I'm just like looking at somebody I'm like oh, they think they're so great doing that <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny Sherry in the, in this interview said her daughter and it's I feel like people are starting to realize this obviously we are um other people I think are too and her daughter, I guess, came to her with a list of 25 things. And she was like, what is this? And her daughter made a list of 25 things she can do before she picks up her phone to like scroll through social media. Her daughter's like 13. And wow, I feel like that's something I personally need to do. And granted, it is very hard. Like I run, like I'm a content creator and run like social media accounts for people. So like, I do have to be on my phone for things, but I definitely could cut the time probably in half. That um, is something that I have started doing and I cannot believe the difference it's made. And like, you know, I've gone to like, I'm like, oh, I'll pay, I'll go to any self-help program, you know, as long as it's just paying for something. And I'm like, and I don't have to do anything. I'll just like, I just think I can absorb it by osmosis. And then I'm like, oh, I'll, then I'll just automatically be better yeah. um, without like doing a lot of the steps. I have started doing morning pages which I've always heard about, um, and especially like Lauren Everts from Skinny Confidential is very big into morning pages, and uh, like a lot of, not like, not just like I leaders sounds very like culty, but um, a lot of like big artists and stuff do morning pages, and morning pages are supposed to be when you get up, before you look at your phone, like you set an alarm or whatever, and you hit your phone, you have your piece of paper by you, your notebook or whatever, and you're supposed to, they say three pages, but if you even just do five minutes, that's still a lot. Yeah. Um, and you're just supposed to write. You're just supposed to free write. It doesn't have to be smart, funny, like legible. You can just write like, I don't know what's right. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Like I, there's sometimes where I've looked like Bart Simpson and just written the same thing over and over, like just repeating Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And it's just supposed to be kind of like a mental like dump from like your 
dream state and kind of like clearing out your mind. And so you're getting your brain working and your hand working. And so it's supposed to click on like a part of your brain that has been like literally and figuratively been asleep. Mm-hmm. And so you're like clicking on like your creative side and your, you know, um, like artistic side. And instead of just going immediately to looking like at a device and getting like, was it like the blue screen or is it like the blue screen that like your eyes are looking at or whatever? Like, um, and that honestly, I listened to, I do my morning pages and I listen to, um, there's this thing on YouTube. Uh, have you heard of the YouTube? It's very big with the kids these days. <laughs> Um, on the YouTube. Shockingly, I'm on it. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always on the cut. You're always on the, on, you know, the, the pulse of what's happening. No. There's a thing called, um, morning rampage, Abraham Hicks. Ooh. I've always heard of like Abraham Hicks and I just like thought it was like, even like too like spiritually, even for me. And my therapist was like, no, play this. I play it in the morning and it really helps me. And you just play it. You don't have to be meditating or do anything and do it. I play it during my morning pages and you're just listening to somebody like kind of do a mantra for the day. And it's like five minutes and just listening to that every day kind of made such a difference. And then I also have started doing morning affirmations, which is also just like a YouTube video I do. I listen to Bob Baker and I listen to the like success, wealth and abundance one, but he has like 99 videos. And it's like, you don't have to write them down. You can just listen to them. Like while you're brushing your teeth, like if you would like, I like, cause it's like minimum effort. Like I feel like it's maximum results, like minimum effort, because it's like, when you're just starting this, you're like, yeah, I want to do a journal and stuff. And it's like, I bought probably a hundred journals. I have like more journals than like fucking like Doug funny. Like, I, oh like I've never, this is the first, like my morning. Well, this is, this is like my creative one. Um, this is the first thing I have ever, I only have two pages left. I only have two pages left in this notebook. And this is the first time I've ever completed a full, like a full thing. It's only taken me 31 years to finally do it. But it honestly, I saw a difference within the second week, like business wise and just like, personally in every single way and then especially like business-wise so I was listening to like the abundance one and it's just like you can listen to a YouTube video you know like that is something that even like we can do like as a like millennials how do you hold yourself accountable though because I feel like I'm someone and I will attribute it to being like a Gemini and just being like all over the place and a multitasker. Like, I feel like I start a lot of things and keep them going for like a week or two and then it falls away. Like I, one of the things I think I want you to do also is to do your morning mirror dances and to just like the first thing you do in the morning, you just put on a song and you just dance in the mirror. You can be brushing your teeth. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but like it definitely energizes you. A, it makes you happy because you're listening to a song you love. B, it gets the blood flowing. And that's something I love to do. But being, I feel like I've just been like going through like a custody battle between my parents and my boyfriend's parents' house and my aunt's house. Like I'm just keep going all over. I forget because I've been like all over the place. So like, how do you stay on track and like hold yourself accountable 
to like still do these things. Cause for me, I find it so easy to just like forget after a while or just let things go. I totally understand what you're saying. Cause I'm like the same way where I'm great at starting something. I'm like, Oh my God, today I absolutely like absolutely killed it. Like yeah. I'm doing so well. And then like the next time I'm like, okay, well it's a Tuesday, you know, you need to start something on a Monday. Basically I'm like, and then I'm like, Oh, well it's not a Monday. Like then, you know, the rest of this week is a wash. I'll like restart it on Monday or whatever. Yeah. And so listening to the affirmations and doing the morning pages, I was like, okay, I want to do this every day. And some days it's like, I did like a paragraph and like, that was it. And I was like, okay, well that's still better. That's still 100% more of the morning pages than I used to do. And it's like, I think we really get on ourselves if we don't do 100% of what we wanted to do our goal was. And then we're like, okay, well, I didn't keep up with it today. So it's like, whatever, it's not something I'll be able to sustain. So forget it. But it's like, even just doing 2% is way better than doing 0%, you know, it's still 2% more than nothing. And so if I miss a few days, like my thing was to do every single day in September to do three morning pages. And there were two days that I missed where I only did do a pair, like only did a paragraph. And I'm like, okay, well, those were two days that I only did a paragraph and that's fine. And then I picked it up. Like, again, the like most important thing is I think picking it up the next day or still doing it no matter like, no matter what percentage you get done and then being like easy on yourself with being like, listen, the fact that I'm doing this at all, the fact that I'm trying, like there were going to be days that you don't fulfill like everything you wanted to do. But it's like, I love your thing of a mirror dance because that is also moving my body. This is the most I've like ever moved my body. And it's like, Tony Robbins is very big. Like he does like a mini trampoline, which I'm like, no, he's going to get like one of those mini fucking trampolines to have in there. Uh, but it's like, um, uh, he like jumps on the trampoline as soon as he wakes up in the morning, but it's like the same thing as like a morning dance where no matter how depressed you are, because certainly where I was like a year ago, I'm like, I'm not going outside. I barely can go to the door for my fucking Postmates person sometimes, but it's like, get up and brush your teeth. And even if it's just while you're brushing your teeth, you move your arm, like you do an impression of like those inflatable, you know, in those inflatable tube people outside of car dealerships where it's like wacky mem- like Memorial Day sale like and they're going like up and down even just that like moving your hands like that it gives you like endorphins in your body and it changes your state yeah and like dancing to your favorite song like nobody's looking at you do like move your limbs like as ridiculous as you can like as big as possible and it really it really does change how you feel and you're like oh my god this was so cheap and easy like it was it's free which is my favorite price of anything (laughs) yeah oh and for me especially because I mean I've been we've all been depressed at certain times during this and we've all had to like scream into a pillow or like lock ourselves in the bathroom and like cry like or just do it out in the open. Like, I mean, maybe not, maybe there's some people who are like thriving, killing it like yourself, um, during (laughs) quarantine, but like, I've had so many like ups and downs and I can't even imagine people who've lost loved ones, lost jobs. I mean, I've lost jobs through this, but like, there's, it's just a lot. This is a really heavy time and it's a really tough time with uncertainty for like the future and like what tomorrow brings and like just everything. And for me, the thing that gets me out of my body and my head and it's free is 
going for a run, going for a walk, dancing. Like it's just moving around and trying to take my mind off of something else. Going for a walk and listening to a podcast. Specifically, what's your jersey or Adderall compliments? Those are what make me feel better. That's also what I heard Tony Robbins does. Yeah. Uh, Specifically with these two, but you're absolutely right. It's a lot of things, a lot of what like the Tony Robbins, um, the conferences, like the weekend, like workshop that you go to, so I've been to two of them. You move so much, like every, I would say every half an hour, he makes you like get up and like do jumping back or you're dancing or jump. like, it's the most I've ever danced or jumped ever. Like was when I was doing like Tony Robbins, because he's all about like changing your state where even just in bed, if you do something with your arms, like even just before this, I was going like that to like raise my energy yeah. and it, and it makes a difference. And my therapist installs in me also like Cynthia, she's amazing. Also, she taught me about insight timer Insight Timer, this is not sponsored. It's a free app and it has all different lengths of um, meditations. And I love that there are even um, 99 second meditations. Because nobody's, uh, we're not going to sit there from like, okay, I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes. I'm going to meditate, even meditating for five minutes. You're like, that seems impossible. But 99 seconds where it's just like, you're listening to it. It's a guided thing. It's just breathing and it's free. And they have all different like categories of like, anxiety, sleep, confidence, work, like health, like every type of thing. And you can just type it in and that's a free app. And she taught me about that. But it's like, everyone is going to have bad days, like cry it out, like scream it out into a pillow. Like you are going to have bad days and you just to be okay with it, not to beat yourself up about it. And just to remember like, okay, if today's a really shitty day, I'm like upset. Everything is like hitting me. Like I thought I healed. I thought I healed, like healed myself from this thing. And today that's all I'm thinking about, even though that happened, you know, years ago, but today it's just like really affecting me. Like healing isn't linear. So don't think like, but I already got over this. Like, how can it still be affecting me? Like whatever you're upset about, if you're having a shitty day, like let yourself have a shitty day, like scream it out, cry, like be in your feelings because it's better to be in your feelings than out of it. Cause if you just keep suppressing those feelings, it's just going to be like a volcano that is Ooh, yeah. <laughs> worse and worse, like that you're just holding inside your body. And like Cynthia is very pro crying. Like she's like, don't stop yourself from crying. Like get it out. It's your body expending like energy like your body is like trying to get it out like somehow let yourself feel it and just remember no matter how bad your day is like feel it but remember it's just a day and in 24 hours like it'll be a new day like this is just a day like let yourself have it and tomorrow is a new day this is just like one day in 300 you know in 65 of them and not to listen to the messages that you get on that day like don't believe all the thoughts you think no matter what, no matter what day it is, but especially on your worst days, Mm -hmm. because it's like all the demon Karens in your mind. Like I just give, like, I give like my terrible voice a name, um, of people who I don't, who I think are ridiculous and horrible, who I would never listen to anyway. So I'm like, you know, like Karen, Betsy DeVos, Mitch McConnell, like, it's just people who like, you know, I like Tommy Lauren, like I've just decided to name all these give names to the horrible thoughts that come up about myself or stuff like, and when you give those, honestly, naming it has like helped me. Cause I'm just like, shut the fuck up. I would never, li- why would I listen to you? 
like, so whatever person or thing or whatever you think is ridiculous or that you're like, why would I listen to you? That's like, like the water boy principle. We watched water boy <laughs> last night <laughs> with Adam Sandler and the way he tackled people. He just put the faces of everyone that pissed him off and his life on their body. <laughs> it's like I just (laughs) it helps whatever whatever you're thinking about yourself on your worst day know that that is only reality to you in that moment but it's not reality to it's not in reality it's not truthful and on a good day you would never think about yourself like that and so not to listen to those things you're thinking at your worst time because if you wrote it out like whatever you think is like not true of like, I'm not successful. And then you would write, like, write down, like, I'm not successful, like write down, like all the ways that that isn't true of like, oh, well, I've done this and this and this. And like, when you realize how many things counteract that negative thought, you're like, oh, that was just a negative thought that I was using to attack myself. Cause I have all of these things that I can just think of off the top of my head that show me that I'm not unsuccessful, yeah. that I'm not, you know, that I'm not loved, that I'm not whatever. I think, like this time is also scary. I know I, I feel like I haven't put myself out there as much because we haven't had the chance to be able to like go out there and do the things we're good at as much or at all, or, you know, all the things we're used to doing. So it can be scary to like put your toe back in that pond and like, I feel yeah. like, you know, like that I know I need to cut it out and know that that still like lies within me and within anyone and that you shouldn't be scared to like go after what you really want. I mean, there was something yesterday that resonated with me so much. It was don't settle um, because what you want exists. And I know right now I'm going through a really tough time trying to figure out like next steps, like where to live, what I really want to focus on for you know, the next year, whatever, (laughs) next day, what I want to focus on tomorrow. I'm having issues with (laughs) like, like, it's so terrifying and trying to put that on yourself of like trying to solve everything in your life at the same time, not minus a global plague. Like that's hard enough and insane enough, let alone trying to do it now where it's like, number one, if you're still here, like listening to this podcast, you have survived 100% of your worst days. You have survived this. And so whatever you're doing, like whatever coping mechanism or whatever, whether it be eating or whatever you've adopted during like quarantines, like get you through. It's like the most important thing is you're getting through each day and don't beat yourself up of like, I don't know what I'm going to do like next week. It's like, okay, do this day. you got through this day. Perfect. Yeah. Tomorrow, like the next day. But it's like, what you're saying is really true. Cause it, you do have to think about the future and like your anxiety is, you know, like putting all of that on yourself though, to like have all those answers yeah. is impossible. Yeah. No. And I think it's hard, especially for like the dreamers or people who have chosen like outside of the box careers where now like, whew, it's kind of like maybe all this will be fine once there's a vaccine and like eventually we will have shows and, 
you know, everyone will be able to be on sets again and like things will be normal. So it's like, I know for me, and I don't know if anyone's dealing with this, that's listening the whole, like, do I keep pursuing my dreams or do I put that on a back burner right now and get like a corporate job or try to like get something that's more stable until things like pick up again. Like that for me has been like such an inner struggle. And I don't know, my heart just goes out to anyone that's like dealing with that right now because it's tough. Um, I, I just, I am so amazed at how anyone and everyone is like getting through this, especially people with like, I don't know how like moms are getting through this. I don't know how moms are moms. Oh my God. Like, I'm like, ah, that sounds terrible. Just like on a regular day. This is. I'm so grateful you just brought that up because for the moms that just, I have relatives and people in my life who just had to send their kids back to school and they're sending us pictures of their kids with masks in the classroom. And like, it's just, I don't know how they're dealing with it. I don't know how they're working also full time or doing like. And then the but, ones that aren't sending their kids, you know, that the schools aren't open who are now like having their regular jobs and they're on, are now like, oh, and now I'm a homeschool teacher. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. On top of all my other things. Um, I saw this uh, quote on Instagram because that's where all the best authors are. Yeah. Um, I saw this and it helped me and like some kittens. And it says, if 2020 has taught us all one thing, it's that a lot can happen in six months. Everything can change. So why not expect unimaginable good for the rest of the year as we've seen anything is possible? Oh, I love that. And it's true. None of us could have ever imagined this happening, but also even in our dot, even like when we've all been in like our darkest spots, like before this, it's like there have been things in your life where you're like, wow, six months ago, I could have never imagined this great thing happening to me. Or like, you know, think of some of your best moments or happiest times or like biggest achievements. You're like, wow, six months ago, I never saw this like happening or even six weeks ago. And just knowing that you have to like remind yourself and it's really hard a lot of days, most times, but you have to remember yourself like you're, you still have so many like incredible memories to come. You still have so many best moments of your life to come, even though it may not feel like that Yeah. right now. You're like, that seems like impossible, but you have so many new favorite moments that still haven't like happened yet. And so many like favorite new experiences. And like, I, like, I know it's hard to like, feel like that, like, but to know that that is like, that that is out there because it's like, None of us could have ever imagined this happening, but it's like, we also can do it like the opposite of in six months, how everything changed so much, like everything can change on the opposite, you know? I feel like that gives me so much faith. And that is a really nice way to like flip the switch right now of like not thinking like fearfully and thinking like faithfully and like being like. <laughs> you're spending the same amount of time thinking, you know, like you're spending the same amount of time you know, imagining and speaking for me and like just with severe anxiety um, and like that I've had my whole like that I've had my whole life and like PTSD and whatever. And it's like anxiety that like a lot of people have. Our go-to is always to think in our head, oh, this is the worst thing that's going to happen. And we are always replaying, like, we're always playing like, oh my God, this is going to happen. It's going to be so weird. Like the worst case scenario and our fantasy imagination, like my imagination for horrible things happening, like, like James are like 
R.R. Martin has nothing on me. Like the imaginative, like being crazy, imaginative, like shitty situations. I'm like, oh my God, JK Rowling, like step aside. You and like your like transphobic comments or whatever. Trust me, I, I have a fantasy land. Listen to my mind. Listen to how many crazy fake scenarios I can happen in my head that like, <laughs> I, that are just insane that I like think worst case scenario. Oh my God, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Have any of them happened? Nope. No, but I've spent that same amount of time thinking negatively. And like, so it's like you have that same time of th- you're thinking future events that probably like won't happen. You're thinking like worst case scenario, like just torturing yourself. And then it's like you could be spending that same amount of time. Like with Cynthia, I was like, why don't you ever, you're always thinking of the worst thing that, worst things that can happen. She's like, have you ever thought about using five minutes of thinking of like, what's the best thing that can happen? And I was like, what? Like, 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 whoa, whoa, what? Huh? And I was so shocked. I was like, no, I'm not a lunatic, Cynthia. I've never, I don't sit around thinking of the best thing that can happen. And I was like, oh, that is really crazy that that is where I go as a human of like, just all of the worst things. Yeah. See, for me, the thing that's been the hardest is I feel like I was always a glass half full always thinking of the best things, always thinking anything's possible. And I've like, I feel like I've changed like how I've been thinking over the past like few months. And like, that's what's like sad. And I need to like get that back. Cause now I do think of like worst case scenarios and like how scary certain things can be. And I think maybe this is good though. I've become more realistic. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't looked at life as half, you know, glass half full or glass half empty. I'm just like, see, I'm like, oh my God, the glass is broken and I'm going to like open up my arm and I'm going to get a blood wound and glass is going to get in my, (laughs) you remember the one time we were out at a bar and I'm like, was it, I think I was with you where I'm like, Jacqueline, I think glass is in my drink and I think we should go to Cedars because I think I swallowed glass. Uh-huh. No, no. And you're like, no, no, you d- you would know if you saw a glass. I'm like, I don't know. Glass shards can be so tiny. Like, that's where I'm like, that's where I go with glass half empty or half full. So funny. Well, I, I... You're doing the best you can and you're doing amazing. And everyone needs to remember it feels so horrible, but know that you are doing 100% better than how you feel right now. Like, it already, it always looks 100% better on the outside than it does like on the inside where you're like, I am doing this. I feel like this, feel like this, but it's like everyone who loves you looks at you. And I'm not trying to like, like invalidate your feelings or fear or anything. Cause like all that is very valid to you, but it's like, if you could see yourself, how you see the people you love, like when they're feeling like that and you're like, no, how can you feel like that about yourself? You have, you know, like what you've accomplished, like you're so like talented and this and this and this and how you feel about your loved ones saying that about themselves. Like that's how everyone feels about you, you know, like about how like the love and encouragement you give everyone else in your life. Like you are just as deserving as that, like of that love and encouragement and like belief in yourself. Cause it's true. And so it's not like, I don't need to be like, well, it's better that I'm like being realistic. It's like you are coping the best way you know how, and it's like scary and confusing and it's like unknown. And it's like, we never imagined a play. We never imagined the Kardashians ending. It's like 2020. <laughs> how much can we take? Like, are you kidding? 
Like none of us ever imagined this. No. None of us ever imagined murder hornets, a plague, and yeah. with the Kardashians ending. It's protests, looters, yeah. Black Lives Matter, which that, I mean, the awareness on all of that has been great and the light that's been shown on that, but it's it's just been a lot. I mean, you know what? You're right. To quote the iconic Chris Jenner, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> like you're doing amazing, sweetie. You are still, you are still here. You yep. survived 100% of your worst days even before this. And then during this apocalypse, Mad Max type situation, like Hunger Games level, like, and I hate apocalyptic movies. I hate anything where it's like, a dystopian future. Well, and that's not just because I don't like <laughs> Um, I will say I have gotten into Avengers during this quarantine. Shut the fuck up. I have been watching movies that I would never I'm so proud of you. Oh my gosh. Have yeah, you, you watched the Avengers movies? I have. Well, I watched like the last one, which is like, don't do that. I mean, I mess up with everything. Like Game of Thrones, I started in the last season. The Avengers, I started with the last movie release. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you started with Avengers Endgame, the literally last. Yeah, exactly. That's what I started with. So like, I mean, I liked it. Um, but I'm not like, it's not like how I did The Sopranos or like Friends this series like I wasn't invested from the beginning with the Avengers or Game of Thrones the way I was with Monica and Rachel's apartment I don't know <laughs> oh man I've gotten into that that's been I've been trying out new things I don't know I'm more I was more nervous to try out a new tv show or new movie than I was to like go out and like try riding a horse again I was like well I don't I might go the Avengers I'm like oh I couldn't just watch the office for the 800 okay I'll watch this I was literally I put more into I don't know should I should I not oh I feel that way too I like really want to start watching Succession but I'm like I don't know you're like I don't know but it's such a commitment (laughs) stupid <laughs> it's the anxiety of like it's the anxiety of the unknown what if I don't like it yeah. like what if I or what if we the worst what if I do like it and then I need to watch all of it it's just like oh this is Jonas anything like this is a really good quote so nobody steal it and definitely don't you like use it as like a logo or anything for it but for anyone's company because I'm just coming up with it now but like just do it you know just say yes just do it <laughs> well inventive <laughs> original yeah. it's tm'd i will send anyone a cease and desist <laughs> if they try to take that from me oh my gosh um, very well, original i do want to say i love that you quoted nike just now um i have a special game for you um, oh, I, I know i it's this is the sportiest we're gonna get today um <laughs> but before we get to the quote it's a quote game. oh sportiest yes I thought you said squirtiest, and I'm like, ooh, Jacqueline, (laughs) this is interesting. You're like, where's sex with Emily? And I was like, listen, I like that you're, I had no idea this was your version of Glass Half Full. I'm like, I love it. Let's just say yes. Yes. Um, I do want to say before we move on to your quote game, I just want to say thank you for being open and honest about like what you've struggled with, with depression, anxiety, and just having like that conversation with us, I feel like 
you know, it can, it can feel dark and heavy and you made it light. And I feel like I learned so much from you today alone that I didn't even know. And I've written notes and I will put everything in the podcast notes, all the things that you recommended. I like really appreciate it. Oh, um, Jacqueline, and you are part of, uh, can I recommend everyone as Jacqueline? Um, cause you've been, you, I have to say, I am always, I am so, so grateful to you in my life. I love you so much, and I pray that everyone out there has someone in their life, whether it be a friend or a family member or anyone who gives you, like, the love and support and encouragement that I'm lucky enough to, like, have from, like, Jacqueline as a friend, so Aww. I'm very thankful because she's been in there in my, in every, the, the peaks and valleys, the, the yes. highs and lows, or as Kardashians R.I.P., the, the, the peach in the pit. I thought it was like the peach in the pit. No, the peach in the pit. I always thought it was the peach in the pit. I was I mean, like, I'll take it. They, I feel like they invented the peach emoji for exactly. I'm like, that's why I'm like, I always thought they were saying the peach in the pit. That's, we're gonna play peach in the pit at the end of it. Or did nine hundred two one zero create that? I don't know. You're my peach. <laughs> You're my peach. <laughs> my pit. Well, September is National Suicide Prevention Month, so I just want everyone to know that like we're here for you there's a hotline the number is 1-800-273-8255 I mean please 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 reach out to anyone and use that number if you don't have anyone in your life um and yeah just know that there's always someone there for you to talk to so I'm grateful for you Mrs. Sisto um yes no everyone should everyone know no matter if you're doubting it if you're, even if you're down yet this time, that you are so, so valuable, like you are so valuable to the world and you are so needed here and you are so loved and important, whether you feel like that about yourself or not right now, that is very true. And so many people would miss you and you're very, you're very needed in this world. Um, you know, what? In this world because I, you need to hear the, the squirty, was it? The squirt game? The squirtiest game. <laughs> squirt game. game in the land. It's called Peach in the Pit. <laughs> well, and I'm all in. Just do it. TM. Just do it. TM. Um, you're doing amazing, sweetie. We are playing a special because RIP, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And I know, I feel like there's been a lot of memes and mixed feelings. Um, a lot of people are like, thank God. <laughs> We thought it ended a few years ago. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I was shocked. <laughs> I thought my children were going to live on to have this series. I thought grand grandchildren of mine were going to have the card out. Like I was waiting. Like I thought, like Stormy and North and Saint. We're gonna. Yeah, I, I imagine that we would be like watching Penelope and like a North just sitting around, like standing around the kitchen Island, eating salads out of a clear bowl, huh. talking about nothing, but yet it's still being so reassuring. And it's oh, sort of the Truman oh show where you're like, they're doing nothing, but there's <laughs> makeup that I can look at. And it just feels comforting. <laughs> it feels comforting. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm very upset that like, um, our grandkids are not going to be able to experience this level of nothing. <laughs> this level of nothingness. The clear salads and the ridiculously decorative, you know, apothecary jars full of Oreos they're not eating. And nothing. 
I did make on a TikTok, I made how to make the poosh smoothie and I definitely recommend it. It's really good. I, it's, I've never felt more like a Kardashian. Um, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I've never felt more like a momager. When you talk about your TikTok and you post your TikToks, I'm like, that's my girl. She's doing it. And hopefully she's collecting residuals because I'm like, I can't download the, the TikTok. The, the only TikTok I... I end at Kesha's TikTok. That song, that's where I end with it. That's, that's the only it. TikTok I need. That's it. That is but, it. Poosh, what a horrible, I guess Goop is no better, but Goop kind poosh. of, Goop, goop <laughs> still, I don't know, Goop I feel like still sounds fancy and I think of like Gwyneth and I think of thin blonde women in like white billowy like linen clothes. Yeah. Like it's, that still seems like luxurious, like Poosh. Like, here's this, like, poosh water. I'd be like, ew. Like, I don't know. I don't know where the body part. It just sounds like a body part. Like, yeah, no, it's my sounds poosh like a shirt. Fupa. Like, I have a fupa. It sounds like poosh to me. Like, yeah, I tore my, I tore my poosh. You're like, ugh. <laughs> but I do like, I mean, the poosh smoothie's really good. Check out the um, Plyogen <laughs> TikTok. I, I would listen to your poosh. It's a. Marfuji pooch. Yes. I, of course I made it unhealthy. I like added peanut butter and like vanilla. Fruit. And vodka. Yeah. And vodka. <laughs> I wish I had vodka right now. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, I do have my fantasy football draft tonight. So meatballs, don't you worry. I will give you scoop on all of that stuff. I know everyone's dying to hear about football right now. They're still doing football. When I got that text from you, are like, yeah, the sports draft this night. I'm like, huh? What? I know there's there's basketball happening right now, baseball, like there's so many things happening right now. So I'm going to do a special podcast with the main squeeze to cover all things sports for anyone that needs to know about sports who is stuck at home with their significant other. And they're like, I don't know what the fuck to talk about. I have an important sports question for you. Yes. Will you be covering the Bradshaw Bunch? (laughs) (laughs) On E. Oh my God. It's so funny. My mom and I, so this is a hot tip from bombshell and I, um, we have forced ourselves to work out every day. AKA she works out eight times a day and I feel shamed if I don't join in. So I do it, but we set up the iPad in front of the TV and we put the workout on mute and then watch E <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Honor, they changed that E to a K. They canceled E news. I'm what is on, what I is on E then? That affects the Marfuji family. Well, Marfuji's still working on segments, though. He has his own Quibi show that's, like, through E! News. Um, yeah, I was very upset about that. Anyway, the Bradshaw Bunch, it, the commercial came on, and I was in, like, a shit mood. And I, like, we're, like, doing, like, squats and arm rows with weights. And I was, like, I have no fucking desire to watch this show. And my mom was, like, you, Terry Bradshaw. My mom was like, whoa, I like him. Like, I want to watch it. And I was like, look at those skinny blondes and they have money and they're just like, they're their problems. Like, I was just like so negative that even I was like, oh my God, Jacqueline, calm down. It was take a push smoothie. And it was like so aggressive when really, yeah, if I need to do some Bradshaw bunch recaps. I'll do it. I can't be worse than like the Budweiser family or whatever that beer family is. Reality or the Anheuser was. I forget the Anheuser. I don't know. I was like, I don't care about anything coming out of your mouths right now. 
Um, speaking of things coming out of mouths, all right, the game we're going to play. Peach in the pit. Who said it? Who said the quote? The Kardashian version. Some will be very obvious. Some will be fun. Some you'll be like, mm, that's weird. I don't think they actually said that on the show. Okay. Um, all right, your first one. The bigger the hoop, the bigger the hoe. Oh, Chloe! Chloe! Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're really gonna get this one. Um, my vibe right now is just living life. Courtney? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're two for two! <laughs> See, you're killing this sports game. Um, Okay, what else? Uh, I've been having sex like 500 times a day. Chris Jenner? <laughs> no, Kim! <laughs> when Chris was like, oh, I'm just having sex all day, and Chloe was like, they were at that, like, L. Was it? What's the La Casita? What's the Mexican restaurant they go to in the valley all the time? Oh, um, Casa Vega. Yeah, Casa Vega. And she's like, ew. <laughs> I just, oh, Corey and I are having sex all day. I was like, oh, Chris, I don't want to hear that. And you're not even my mom. Ew. <laughs> ah. Oh, was that when she was trying to get pregnant? And they were like, they were, yes. and she was like doing a photo shoot. And she's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then like, she just made it seem like she was going to the bathroom. And then she's like, oh. Like, con- like, Kanye stopped by and we had sex in the bathroom. I was like, oh, yeah. ew, I can't believe Mario has to redo your makeup after that. Ew, I don't want you to see your sex makeup. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. You know, we were all introduced to Kim by having sex, but I'm like, ew, that's still grosser. <laughs> no, no, bleh, bleh. I'll take, I will take, <laughs> I'll take Ray J over Kanye any day. Any day. Oh, God. That's, I almost feel like we can't even talk about Kanye because of everything that just, like, went down. Like, I feel like that's what ended keeping, I don't know if it's Kanye or Courtney that took down the Kardashian franchise. Um, I am voting Kanye. Kanye is the worst and ruins everything. Oh, my God. I mean, I talked about this. Who did I talk about it with? Maybe it was Dwayne Larkin. No, it was Ben Whittacombe who was on, who you need to have on your podcast. He's amazing. That name sounds so familiar. That name sounds so He's familiar. like a fabulous, famous gossip columnist, journalist, like author, everything. You, you, everyone listen to that episode. Um, yeah, when he called Chris, when Kanye recently tweeted out that Chris Jenner was Chris John Un. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. That's the pit of the day. Um. <laughs> I was like, has anyone checked on Jonathan Chevin? What is the food god going to do? Oh, my God. It's like, you know those, those little fish that live off of sharks, and they're just kind of parasites that attach themselves to sharks? Larsa and then Pippen, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, Larsa Pippen and, like, Jonathan. Like, when the shark dies doesn't I assume the parasites that live on that shark like what are they like then I assume that they just die with it because it's like their food source is gone (laughs) I don't know I mean his Instagram is killing it I can't even watch it anymore (laughs) it just makes me hungry now I want food god damn it okay there's a few there's so many here so I'm gonna try to pick which ones okay 
I'm going to turn into an alcoholic tonight. Oh, Chloe. Yes. <laughs> 24 hours before a DUI. I was going to say, that's when she, yeah, when she went out in that black dress with that sequin bottom. I totally had that dress, too. That was, I I once had a guy I dated to, tell me at the time, during that time, that I looked like Khloe Kardashian, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and I was going to use this as a quote, but it's too obvious. You're like, wait, you think that OJ could be my father? Is that <laughs> oh what you're telling me? God, wow. <gasps> Football, whatever. Um, <laughs> another one I wrote was, Kim, will you stop taking pictures of yourself? Your sister? Chris, well, your sister is going to jail. <laughs> As Kim was taking pictures of herself with her hot pink digital camera God, before God. it had selfie mode. So she was just turning it and doing like, <laughs> I mean, the gift that keeps on giving. I feel like you had that camera. Oh my God, you bet. I mean, it's like, you know, it was time for, you know, baby girls night out. And I was like, packing the digital cam, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, here's some more. Thank you for the lovely advice. I'm not going to take it. <laughs> Courtney? <laughs> nope, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You've only gotten two wrong so far. That's fine. Um, yeah, I feel like I want to steal that one. That's going to be my new go-to. Thank you for the lovely <laughs> advice. I'm not going to take it. <laughs> Don't be fucking rude. Kim hitting her, kidding Chloe with her purse after the Bentley episode. Because <laughs> she was rude in front of the Bentley dealer. Exactly. <laughs> Who's rude in front of a Bentley dealer? No, she's so fancy. I'm getting a Bentley. I'm getting a Bentley. I'm getting a Bentley. I can afford a Bentley. And then her walking in on that horrible apartment that like industry apartment that chloe and courtney were sharing she opens it don't be fucking rude <laughs> and she's wearing uh the the outfit of the time which was like a long t-shirt dress yes and like knee-high boots yes and Annabelle does not have a script in front of her. She has just gotten this down to memory. Uh, okay. I have to reset my pa my email password like every two weeks because I can't remember it. You have too many Kardashian quotes in that brain. Kardashian clutter is what I'm calling it. Exactly. <laughs> clutter with a K. With a K. I think this quote came from the same episode. She is insane. I'm ready to shove a taco up her ass. <laughs> Chloe? No, Courtney. <laughs> I should always, oh, damn it. I should know the bitchiest ones are from Courtney. I know. It's so funny. When I was looking all these up, I never realized how underrated Courtney's quotes are. Like, there's too many Courtney ones here that, like, I don't, I can't use them all. But, like, she has a lot of really good ones. Um, the worst housewives of all time, Erica Jane, she's a sniper from the side. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Erica Jane could do a lot of good Courtney quotes for sure. Definitely. Okay. Um, there's only a few more. All right. Uh, you know, I've realized I'm probably just perfect and everyone else around me has got issues. Courtney. 
Scott. Scott, who I think is the MVP of the entire series. I don't think you mean Scott. I think he means I think he means it's me, Todd Crane. Auntie Chris. Oh my God. Two more. The- oh my God. Maybe three more. Okay. The best form of revenge is a good body. <laughs> Chloe. Oh, if you got that one wrong, I was going to question yeah. that one thing. Um, okay. Rob? Is it Rob? <laughs> I wish it was Rob. Oh, I don't have any Rob quotes. You're like, Rob. You're like, oh, I forgot he was part of this family. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> I think of Todd Cranes before I think of Rob. I think of a fake, a fake family member before I think of Rob. Oh my God. And this is my favorite one. It's the last one. Okay. You guys lose your butts and we we may lose all our money. <laughs> Is it Scott? Yay! <laughs> oh wow. Oh, an honorable mention is just Stormy. <laughs> storm, storm. Storm, 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 storm. Oh my god, do you think we'll still get to see those horrifying balloon, giant balloon tarp entrances where you enter the baby's mouth? Those are hideous. Those scare me. The ones for the kids' birthdays where it's like you enter a giant stormy bounce house for the entire party. It's terrifying. I mean, Ah! me probably doesn't sleep at night. She's probably just thinking that's ingrained in her brain. Imagine being that horrified of the just entrance of your own party like ah! <laughs> like how many of the kids went through that where they had to like put like the hands over the kids eyes like it was like a sex scene or something when they're like don't look at it don't no 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 not for your eyes just wait for your terrifying stormy world do you have a favorite moment or episode now that we're paying tribute to the kardashian series God, it's like, I mean, asking, it's like, I was going to say, it's like asking Chris to pick a favorite child, which is obviously Kim, which is one of the episodes I love when she was like, you're my favorite daughter. (laughs) I I don't know. After Chris Jong-un, I feel like um, it's Kylie now. I feel like Kylie is definitely the favorite, not Kim. I liked when, um, I liked when Courtney was asking Kim, why she made a sex tape. And this was, I loved their original house. First season, oh. it's still the best because it was when oh, it was yeah. like your rich friend's like nice house, but it's like, it was decorated how like the kitchen was decorated in chickens, which I feel like every mom decorates. Everyone. Like, like every mom, m- most moms want to do it. The kitchen yes. Exactly. It was so like quintessential, like just normal, like, like regular house. Yeah, they were, like, more relatable. It's fine. It's okay. And just Kim, like, laying there and, like, why did you make a sex tape? And she's like, because I was horny and I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Just so authentic and honest. (laughs) Mom, I want a goddamn goddamn sweet at the sit-tie, and if you cannot make that happen... (laughs) 
I just love how they beat the shit out of each other a lot. Like, <laughs> I mean, Chloe and Courtney were like fucking like Glow before Glow was on Netflix. They were just like, dragging each other around and like, oh my I, god, yeah, and all- people are dying. <laughs> I am not gonna lie. I ugly cry. I'm gonna ugly cry face when it's. It's okay. We still have two more seasons. Like they're not gonna go out on the 18th season. They're going out on the 20th. And they'll never go out. The thing is, they really did change. Like they changed the world forever, and they've changed in every way. And I don't mean just facially and body wise. I mean like what they did for like technology, what they did for marketing, what they did for makeup, like everything. They literally changed, like, she did change the world. She's, like, a female, like, Steve Jobs. Like, it's insane. It's insane. Um, Actually, I realized Ben Whittacombe, who I talked about, was the one, the journalist that broke the Kim Kardashian sex tape. I said that was his biggest credit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. No, you have to listen to that episode. It's really good. I am. I am. I am a subscriber. I mean, loyal I'm pulling up my phone so you can see your beautiful little facha. Right now, watch what happens. Mm-hmm. Not watch what happens. No, watch what happens is terrible. Watch what crap ends. I, I hate watching watch what happens. It's horrible. See, there you are. Hey, thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, well, that beautiful toned little body. Do you um, think that there's going to be a spinoff? I think it's either going to be Kylie and Stassi's baby room or... Uh, <laughs> Addison Ray and Courtney is her momager. Okay, um, can you explain to me the Addison Ray thing? Because I feel like out of the loop. The Addison Ray thing, I mean, if anyone doesn't know, she's the biggest like chick on TikTok. And it's making me so sad because she I didn't know and I felt oh. Yeah, no, she's she was so sweet and like cute and just like did all these adorable videos and she actually got body shamed and she has a beautiful body so fuck anyone that's body shamed her but what does she was she like a makeup or was she like a oh she's a dancer she was like a talented dancer and she made all these videos with her family and then all of a sudden started hanging out with Courtney and now she has gone from looking like she's like 18 or 19 to looking like she's 35 her ass is in all these like shots with Courtney and like she's just completely like been Kardashian fied or whatever and it makes me sad because I don't want her like she looked so like sweet and beautiful and innocent before that now it's like oh it's happening um but I think Courtney's like sucking her blood or something because Courtney's never looked better and they've been hanging out every single day and has anyone seen what's his name Giannis who was her like 21 year old like male model boyfriend I think she's just like sucking the I think that's why she loves to have kids is she somehow is like siphoning the youth out of them like taking their blood doing a vampire facial or something if you look up the instagram account it's really funny the north's black book account um (laughs) where it's have you do follow it um north they did like a play on the um like letter everyone wrote um yeah nori's black book that's it and one of the things in it um where is it? Oh my God. I have to find. Okay. Our last season will air early next year in 2021. Just enough time for us to get some good storylines out on a bang. Spoiler alert. Scott and Mason will be fighting over Addison Ray. Ah! <laughs> Addison Ray. 
Madison Ray um, Mason had a crush on her. And like the first time there was like any sort of like inkling of her being friends with the Kardashians, it was a video of her doing a TikTok with Mason. And that's like how that whole thing started. So anyway, anyway, I hope Courtney adopts me. I'm like too old. Honestly, I'd flirt with Mason if I saw him out to try to get in there. 100%. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. So good for Addison Ray, I guess. I don't know. I want her to stay like her own thing, but it is what it Addison is. Addison Ray, that's such like a star name. That's a good name, Addison Ray. Yeah, my niece's name is Addison. I, I'm like, wow, you have no idea like how- I'm like, wow, Addison, where were you? Where were you? <laughs> oh man, guys. I could talk to you for another like 18 hours, but I feel- I wish you would. I know. I know. I'm just going to call you randomly. Jacqueline, it's me, Todd Cray. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Auntie Chris, open up the gates. Oh my God, I would die. I would love it. I would love it so much. Um, this is a case for the FBI. I that's When you did your sketch with Joe Gorga, which I'm sure all the meatballs know about, and if not, they have to go see it. Well, I'll know all the, all the meatballs know. You talked about it on my podcast. I did. I haven't really talked about it. Balls, but it's like, I felt, Jacqueline, you're my Kim, where she's like, I don't know if I should do this sketch. And I was like, as her friend, I was worried. But as her friendager, <laughs> I knew we had to take, I knew we had to take this opportunity. <laughs> so I was like, Jacqueline, you're going to go do the sketch. <laughs> if you get Corona, you fucking get Corona. Go and to And I was like, because it was like two months and my mom's like you told her to do it and I was like yes I did and she's like why would you do that and I was like listen <laughs> the show still goes on you would have been such a proud friendager actually the other day this is a little humble brag and I have to give a shout out to Kate Monahan. I think that's how you pronounce her last name she's a kitten and a kitten ball. Oh, Kate is amazing. Yeah. Um, oh. I was standing on the dock fishing and all of my boyfriend's family was outside. It was like sunset on like Labor Day weekend. And this huge, really cool boat is pulling up and there's like a little kid on the speaker. And I was kind of like, fuck, my pole's in the water. They're going to ruin my fishing, whatever. <laughs> and all of a sudden this boat goes by and I hear, what's your Jersey podcast? <gasps> oh my God. And I was like, what? And everyone was like, I think they're yelling at you. And I was like, what? And then I hear Jacqueline Marfuji. And I was like, hi. And I'm nearsighted. So I can't even see like whose face it is coming from. And as the boat is like driving by, I hear a voice going, I'm Annabelle's friend. <laughs> and like, it was so perfect. Because I've never felt cooler, and I've been feeling a little down about career and stuff, so it made me feel like, hey, see, guys, I I do have a podcast. I, and it's not, oh, no, Kate is, Kate no. is absolutely amazing, and yeah, because yeah, you guys met in New York. Yeah, um, and so she messaged yeah. me, and she was like, that was me, sorry to be creepy, and I was like, oh, God, no, that made my year. Kate <laughs> is, Kate is the best and oh that makes me so so happy and I'm so glad that everyone got to see it and I would have been like Luann when like those gay guys like went by like on the boat in Real Housewives of New York and they were like Luann and like like Mike and she was they know my music and <laughs> turned around to everything. that 
that was exactly me. I was like, they know my podcast. And I caught a big fish right after it. So thank you, Kate. That was so sweet. You are a big fish. You are a big fish in any size pond. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Well, um, you're a big fish in the podcast pond. So tell everyone where they can find you. They can find me on the podcast Adderall and Compliments on iTunes. And Jacqueline is on many and incredible episodes. So go listen to that. We did the latest episode that Jacqueline was on. We did a love letter to Coyote Ugly. We talked about your Joe Gorga experience and... um, And Britney Spears Chaotic. Britney Spears Chaotic. Which was a journey, which I'm so, so glad that you watched. I highly recommend the Meatballs. Watch it. Easy watch on YouTube. And the we broke down the um, the things we would have fixed in Coyote Ugly. The, the plot holes, if you will. That was one of my favorite episodes we've done of yours. That was really And then read Amazon reviews of Coyote Ugly. And bringing it all back, Jacqueline used that app that the kids used to put the face on the other faces and Jacqueline used mine to put my face on Lil, the Coyote Ugly bar owner. And I ended up looking just like Captain Sandy from Below Deck. (laughs) Which Tommy's dad is obsessed with Below Deck. Like I don't even watch Below Deck. I feel like dads love Below Deck. I think it's so funny. I mean, I used to hate Below Deck. I was actively telling the kittens, I was like, tweet in a Bravo to cancel Below Deck and put in more, like put in more time to, like real housewives. I'm like, nobody watches Below Deck. Nobody wants to watch people clean a boat. Um, and then RJ's like, no, I love Below Deck. I love Below Deck. <laughs> and so RJ got me started on Below Deck and you were, he's right. He's a Swifty and he's a Below, he was an original Below Decker. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Annabelle. You're the best. Um, meatballs. I love you. Meatballs, kitten balls. Thank you for listening and sticking through us. I feel like it's almost been a two-hour podcast, but I'm so happy about it. Oh, um, I'm so an hour and 50 minutes. No, 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 no. I feel like this was a really important episode. And I hope even if you guys can't listen to it all in one chunk, you listen fully till the end. Um, I had so much fun. My face hurts. And guys, please remember, please, please, please rate, review, five stars, both of our podcasts. What's your jersey? And at our own compliments, it means the world. Say hi. If you need anything, again, there's the suicide prevention hotline. If anyone needs to talk and email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. I love you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Just put your paws up. Cause you were born this way, baby. My mama told me where